where where did you come from and what was the what brought you to the point now where you're running for office yeah i was i was born in kenya um came to the united states my family and i migrated to the united states um when i was nine my dad actually was here in the early 1980s um, and so i came here in 1995 and uh, i've uh, been involved in community work uh, for a very long time and and over the years now that i look back and how i ended up in this position um, I've just been involved in community organizing, mobilizing, um, really fighting for resource distribution. I'm the president of the Kenyan Immigrant Community Organization here in the state of Minnesota. Um, and, and that really opened my eyes to, you know, sustainable change and what that looks like, sustainable laws. Um, because a lot of the work that I was doing as a community leader, I felt like there wasn't any sustainability to it. I would apply for a grant, and then after that grant was over, we were back to square one. So the main issue, the root cause, was not being addressed, and that's when you know a lot of people were like, well, the root cause, if you want to address the root cause, it's at the policy level. And so when we talk about policy level, it's in politics, it's in lawmaking, um, and that's how I ended up here. Why did you pick the Senate as the position of government you wanted to run for? Yeah, there's a couple of reasons why I chose the Senate. Um, when I was asking for advice from, you know, trusted, you know, individuals, people who have been in the fight, friends of mine who are in the legislature, and, and, and really talked to them about where can I make the most impact, everything kept, kept on leading to the Senate. Um, and, and having a personal connection, obviously, to Senator Paul Wellstone and, and him really fighting for my family, it just brought everything to full circle in terms of the Senate. And, and also the Senate needs representation. You know, if you look at the Senate right now, um, there isn't a whole lot of people who look like me in the Senate. Actually, there's none. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, putting all that together, um, the Senate was the obvious choice for me in terms of, you know, really the next step in this process of creating sustainable change. Could you talk about more about this, this connection to the late Senator Paul Wellstone and, and what yeah. You know, how did that come about, and, and, and what, what happened there? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's ingrained in our family's uh, our fabric. Um, my father, when he first got here, I went to school, couldn't get a job, and, and, uh, and uh, his status as a student, I believe, had run out. And um, he fought the immigration system for 11 long years. Um, and we all understand how complex um, the, the immigration system is. And so after 11 long years, you know, he was on deportation orders. We uh, petitioned uh, the church that we were going to back then, Progressive Baptist Church in, 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 the, uh, in, in St. Paul, uh, petitioned other Baptist churches, you know, within the Twin Cities, who then together as a collective petitioned the office of, of then Senator Paul Wellstone, um, who didn't even second guess the petition. He uh, really lived up to who he was, you know, when we all do better, we all do better. Um, and, and he truly believed that everybody deserved at least an opportunity to live their version of the American dream. And, and he saw that in us. Um, and so he went and he wrote letters. He lobbied. He talked to who he, who he needed to talk to in the, um, in the immigration system. And, and uh, literally hours before my dad and my family were to be deported, they overturned our case. To look back now 22 years later, I'm sitting here running for Minnesota State Senate. Like, I don't know if you can write a better American story than that. 
<laughs> I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> no, you really can't. I mean, that's, that's what we were all raised on was yeah. that idea of yeah. the American dream, for maybe lack of a better term, is the idea that any and all of us, whether you're an immigrant, you know, once you get citizenhood, yeah. you can run and represent your community, the city you live in, the state you live in, all of these different things. What does this position mean to you? Whether win or lose, what mm -hmm. is the act and what does the position of being a senator mean to you? I, I think for me, it's, it's um, just pushing that door open a little bit more for certain members of our community who, you know, normally wouldn't even think about this path. Um, normally who wouldn't even envision themselves in this, in, in this space. Um, and then also just being a part of, of, you know, I keep on talking about sustainable change, but being a part of that, uh, whether or not I win this seat, this whole process has taught me that, you know, we all belong, um, all voices are valued, um, and, and, and unless we have a table that is inclusive, where everybody has a seat at the table, um, and, and representation is seen and appreciated and welcomed and valued at that table, um, then we still have work to do, you know? So, so whether or not I win, I'm still gonna continue to fight for this community, for access. Um, I, I think that's, that's so critical, access, whether that is access to information, access to, you know, spaces that many of us have not been able to reach. Um, and so, this has been just not only, you know, just a journey of, of personal reflection, but also a journey of just stepping into unknown and, and, and really, you know what it takes to run a campaign. And as a, especially as a first time candidate, minority candidate, uh, woman of color, an immigrant. So imagine all those layers <laughs> put together and the challenges that comes with that. And, and I'm hoping to to be able to just give my own testimony and lived experience. How, how has that been on the campaign of saying, okay, I'm, I'm kicking down this door, I'm trying to break this glass ceiling, I'm yeah. trying to overcome this? Because look, the country is very tribalized right now. Yeah. Uh, even within the two major parties, mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. you know, different factions and all that. What has that process been like in this, in this run for Senate of coming over those hurdles you spoke of? Yeah, I think, I think those layers actually is my, um, I guess my secret sauce. <laughs> um, in the sense that that, that that is my strength because that, that allows me to navigate a wider range of, 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 um, of audiences, if I can put it that way. Um, and, and so for me, I see that as a strength um, and not, and not a weakness in the sense that, for example, you know, I can relate to the African immigrant community. I can relate to the African American community because that's where I grew up. I grew up in the black church. I, I, I learned what black excellence, the real black history. And, and I learned that, you know, just being black in America, I learned it in the black church. And so I can relate to that. Um, I, I can relate to this idea of, you know, prof from a professional perspective and that having that background uh, from an educational perspective. Um, so, so there's definitely my lived experiences that I tied into those layers that make me who I am that uh, allows me to navigate different communities with ease. 
you know, my ability to reach out and, and, and create genuine relationships is is a critical asset that I, I call as a strength. And, and you could see that in my campaign um, and the movement that my campaign is, is really creating and the momentum. Um, and it's really built on, you know, the ability to bring people together. Because I truly believe that in the end, we are stronger together. And, and the differences that we think divides us are not as big as we honestly think they are. No, there's not. I think there's a lot of, I think when you look at campaigns today, uh, you see a lot of them being run on fear. Yeah. Vote against something rather than for something seems to mm -hmm. be the kind of rule of the day on, yeah. on both yeah. sides. It's mm -hmm. on the Democrat side, vote against Republicans. We don't want them in charge. <laughs> on the Republican side, the Democrats are going to try to destroy the moral fiber and all the usual yeah. bell whistles and dog whistles that they use. Yeah. I've noticed with your campaign that it, you're not, and, and one of the things I, I respect about it, you're not approaching the campaign from a fear the other side, that's why you have to vote for me. Absolutely not, no. Um, and if I did that, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today because people truly appreciate authenticity. It comes down to who I'm representing um, and what my campaign has really and continue to do very well is get to the people, get to the doors, make those phone calls and and really listen to what the people are saying. And that is really the key to, you know, our successes so far. Uh, for example, you know, you talked about, you know, this back and forth about party and, and what I keep on hearing on the campaign trail is compromise. We are so sick and tired of this back and forth about the party and, and not getting things done depending on what party you're in, whether or not it's a great law or a, a great piece of legislature, you know, you're voting against it because of what? Because of a party. What are you doing as somebody who is an elected official from your constituency? Like you are not, you know, fulfilling the promise you made to your constituency. You're really making, you're fulfilling the promise of the party. And, and sometimes the party doesn't have the best interest of the people, let's be honest. And, and so for me, it has always been about putting the voices of the people in front of the party. Um, and yes, I, I, we all know that I align a lot with the DFL party, but at the same time, like you say, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that needs to go into the ideals of the DFL party, the core values of why I decided to be a DFLer instead of the other party. Um, and, and, and that was, you know, diversity and inclusion. But a lot of times, sometimes it doesn't even feel like that. You know, even within my own, you know, campaign in this journey so far, you know, I've struggled, you know, with inclusion. I've struggled with feeling, you know, that, that I mattered or that I was valued. And, and I continue to feel that way that I had to prove myself, you know, within our own party, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so in the end, you know, I came to a conclusion that if I put people first, the party will come along and, you know, all will be well. Um, and, and, and really for me, it's again, going back to listening to understand um, to the people, to the voices of the people. And that has gotten us this far. You mentioned uh, the door knocking and the shoe leather you've been putting in and, and interacting with the community that you're, you're trying to represent um, yeah. and, and listening to them. What other things has, is, has the community been asking for that you've seen? It's a very diverse district that represents a lot of, a pretty good cross section yes, of America. Absolutely. If you yeah. took it out of a micro to a macro level, what are those voices telling you? 
it comes down to people just wanting to thrive within this district. And, and you know, this district being, you know, 60 plus percent people of color, a lot of the voices that I'm hearing, it, it comes down to, you know, just basic human necessities, access to health care, um, access to affordable and safe housing, um, whatever that looks like for you, right? Um, having options in that, in that aspect. Um, I've talked to a lot of family members who, especially families, young families with children and, and the lack of uh, access to affordable childhood education or childcare, right? Like, um, we look at access to education just in general, beyond just, you know, early childhood. Um, a lot of families are struggling to take their kids to college and because at this point, you know, especially with the, you know, the inflation and an increase in, in, in student um, uh, fees, school fees, it, it's crazy. Like, I am still, I and I will forever probably pay for student loans if, you know, uh, the, the Biden administration doesn't do anything about student loan forgiveness. And so, uh, you know, you, you look at things like immigration, um, especially, you know, there's a large population of immigrants, uh, African immigrants, Asian immigrants, uh, immigrants from South America, you name it. It's a large population in this district. And a piece of legislation like the driver's license, something as simple as that, uh, you know, will help you know, families get their kids to school, get their kids to a doctor's appointment or whatever the case is. Uh, looking at the vast uh, contributions that they've made, not only to this district, but to the whole entire state of Minnesota, to healthcare. Think about it, like if you look at healthcare data right now, a majority of, of the individuals, especially within this district, are in healthcare. And imagine, imagine, you know, with COVID and all of that and, and the strain that has had on the healthcare system. You know, the majority of the people that I've talked to, they continued going to work because they took pride in their work and not, you know, uh, are leaving their residents stranded. So, so you look at all of these issues, you look at our economy, right? And, and how a lot of our businesses, a small businesses, right, have either shut down or literally on life support. Um, you look at, you know, uh, a big companies like, um, I think it was uh, uh, Marshalls or um, one of the big stores that left, you know, literally just the strip mall right behind my house. Um, and, and so you look at all of that and, 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 and people just want to get back to normal, but we have to figure out what that normal looks like, right? Um, and, 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 and we have to sit here and acknowledge the gaps and the disparities um, and address those in, in a way that makes sense, a sustainable sense, not necessarily just putting a Band-Aid on a solution, on a problem and say, well, we'll deal with that later because what happens? It doesn't address the root cause and when you get back to it, it's even worse than when you started addressing that issue. I'm glad you clarified that because you've mentioned that, you know, sustainable changes. Yeah. I think the key word there is sustainable because I think a lot of times, especially in politics today, both parties are guilty of this. Mm -hmm. It's let's kind of kick the can down the road. We'll pass something that'll get us elected next time, yeah. but it's not actually gonna change anything. How do you, like, what can we do, uh, especially as someone running for office, what yeah. can we do to get other politicians or other community leaders to look beyond the next election and start thinking in terms of that 
10, 20 years down the line, mm -hmm. you know, because I think too often we get caught up in, or too often many of our leaders get yeah. caught up in, well, I can only do the next four years because then I got to mm -hmm. run again. Yeah. I think it comes down to, and maybe this is me being naive in this, in this whole process, right? Maybe this is me dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it comes down to, you know, getting back to the why. Why did you decide to run? I feel like most politicians or most community members, when they get into that space, there was that drive, that initial drive of why you wanted to run. And, 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 and most of the time, it was because you wanted to create a better, a be, a better um, world, a better environment uh, for somebody else, for your community, for your family. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, as politicians, um, and this is what I keep on hearing, you know, you get into this whole chain of this pipeline and, and, and you lose a sense of that. Um, and, and so as I continue down this path, you know, I keep on telling my close-knit circle that I need you to hold me accountable. Um, I, I, I want to be able to be that politician who will stick to my word, regardless of whether that's going to cost me an election, regardless that's going to cost me votes. But know that I've stood by what I said and, 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 and obviously pulling from, you know, what the constituency wants and, and stand on that. Um, and I believe at this point in, in, in time, you know, people are sick and tired. And, 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 and right now, people are yearning for authenticity in this whole process. They're just sick and tired of this back and forth. Um, and if you can present that and, and present it in a way where it's practical, it's relevant, uh, it, it literally touches and connects with the average voter. Um, and if you stand your ground, I think, I think the voters will, will see that and they will respect that um, and they will continue supporting that effort. What's been the most, uh, actually, may I say this, what's been the best part about running in this election so far? <sighs> the best part, whew. Because <laughs> there's a lot of, you look, you gotta overcome a lot of obstacles. You oh, yes. Primary, you gotta, uh, Get, you know, potentially try to get nominated by your own party. You know, there's a million things you have to do that are all these uphill battles. Yeah. What's the best part about all that? What have you enjoyed the most? I, I think what I've enjoyed the most are the relationships um, and the stories that I hear about people talking about how we are running our campaign. Uh, Hulda, I love your authenticity. Uh, the fact that you came back and, and you connected with me. Um, I, I'm loving that people are seeing my heart and where I'm coming from. Um, and I'm not in it for the wrong reasons. Um, and, and I'm saying this because that's the feedback that I'm getting, which is, has been the driving force to keep on going. Um, because it hasn't been easy, uh, if I can be honest. Uh, the, the challenges, the obstacles, and, and, and not even counting the, the, the idea of running itself, you know, on a personal level too. Um, but when I hear stories where, oh my goodness, you know, one of your campaign team members came to my door and I went to your website and I love your message and I love what you're about. How can I support? That has kept me going. Comments where people are saying you are you know, a breath of fresh air. You know, something as simple as that is huge, you know, and, and that just goes to show you that, that people are open to somebody who just wants to serve. Um, and, and that's what I'm and that's what I'm going for and, and and I'm enjoying connecting with a diverse group of people a great example was 
Uh, we had a parade this weekend, the Tata uh, Days Parade in Brooklyn Park. And uh, my GOP opponent, you know, comes up to me, comes up to uh, my booth and introduces himself. And the next day uh, he messages me and he says, hey, I've posted, you know, uh, about our meeting. Hopefully you're OK with that. And I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> Yeah, you don't but know then, what's come absolutely, down. <laughs> you know, this is like the opponent, right? <laughs> um, and I, I went on his social media uh, page, and it was, it was like basically a, just a raving review of me and and who I am as a person, and and I was taken back. <laughs> Yeah. And so just having those experiences and connecting with people, hearing people's stories mm -hmm. and connecting with the young people has been probably the highlight so far. Um, seeing them getting excited, having parents reaching out saying, I'm sorry, who are you? Like my kid wants to participate. They normally don't participate. Like what magic do you have? And, and, and so the, the youth's taking ownership of it. Um, and, and so I'm excited about you know, just even initiating Youth for Hulda Coalition. And, and so just, just the relationship building has been the best part about the campaign so far. Yeah, you do have a really good, genuine approach to this. And I think that in today's world of U.S. politics, uh, there's not a lot of genuineness left. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 there's a lot. You feel the machinery before you feel the person. Yes. For people out there who you mentioned, you know, kids wanted, uh, looking up to you or saying, wow, this person's really invigorating me to take part in my political, mm -hmm. pro in the political process of this country. For those people out there who maybe rightfully are very cynical of the process, who've, who've gotten behind leaders and seen them fall or don't feel like their vote counts, and, and maybe in certain situations, the way voting laws are structured, their vote doesn't count, tragically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, what do you say to people that, that could kind of help bring them out of that cynicism? And, and is, is there a chance? Is there a chance to change things? Can people truly make a difference if they serve by serving their community? Absolutely. That, that is the beauty of this great nation that we call America, um, that hope that things can change and will change. Uh, we've seen it time and time again that when we truly believe in something and when we decide to come together, things happen, you know, um, and, and it's a matter of, of seizing the moment and, 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 and uh, inspiring people, bringing them back to that realization that they do matter. Um, and, and, and for me, I, I use my story my lived experience to communicate that message, where for the longest time I didn't believe that I belonged in this process. Quite frankly, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, and and being able to just sit and listen to people's stories, you know, and 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 really provide an opportunity for them to express how they feel about you know, the current situation about, you know, the current issues, whether it is frustration, whether it is, you know, I want to contribute or whether I'm so sick and tired of politics, I don't want to participate in. And we've heard a lot of, you know, conversations with, with the community. Um, I remember I was door knocking in my neighborhood and, and there was a, an older gentleman um, who said, you know what, Hulda, I, I have no desire in politics right now. Like I'm so sick and tired of the gridlock that I don't even want to participate. And I basically told him that's exactly why I decided to jump into this race 
because if I sit back, if we sit back as the people and allow the status quo to continue, then we're going to continue feeling sick and tired of the status quo. Um, and, and, and just having that conversation opened him up to even talk about his personal life and, and talk about what has led him to that decision. You know, and he shared about his, 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 his wife and how his wife passed away two years ago and he's still mourning his wife. Um, and then having to just see our country in this state um, and the brokenness that we are in, um, you know, in the end he was like, you know what? He was the one who said, you're a breath of fresh air, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and so he was, you know what? I, I, normally I don't vote during the primaries and, and during the mid-year elections, but I'm gonna vote for you. Like, like I feel that you're in this for the right reasons and, and there's hope there. And I was sitting here going, all right, something is happening here. And so, and so I, I think it's, it, it has to take each one of us to take initiative and, and have conversations about how we feel and acknowledge that. And then from there, move on to the next step of what do we do about it? What's the capacity that I can participate in um, and, 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 and go from there? Uh, because we can't just sit and do nothing. That, that's, for me, that's not an option. It really is not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, I think it was, uh you know, Lupe Fiasco, the hip-hop artist, who yes. said, you know, all you can do, yeah, you hear so many people talk about the gloom, well, then pick up a broom. Yes, <laughs> you abso know? absolutely. You know, we're always talking about the worst, you know. Um, I was talking to a uh, community member. She's passionate about, you know, climate change. And, and, uh, and she literally stated that, like, we are over here freaking out about the state of our climate and, and, and how, you know, by 2020, uh, 2030, like, if we don't do something right now, you know, we're not going to be able to reverse uh, uh, the damages that we've caused to, to our earth and our environment. And she was like, you know what, Hulda, I don't want to dwell on the doom and gloom, right? I want to dwell on what can we do right now? What, what can we do as a community, as a state, as a nation, as a world to impact change? And, and that's the kind of attitude that we need to have because at this point, you know, we all know what the issues are. We, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows what the issues are. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's about time we talk about what is it going to take and actually put in the work and the sacrifice that's going to take to actually bring in the solutions that we want to see. Because a lot of times, as a human being, you just want to take the easy way out, the, the, the easy route out. You know? And some of these issues that we are dealing with are complex, and they require sacrifice. And they require you know, a little bit of you know, getting your hands dirty to get things done. They also require patience, too. I think that's Absolutely. one of those things that we, we miss, too, yep. that we're a very fast food society. Yep, it's about convenience. Yeah, and yep. we love, like, I want you to go change things. Oh, it hasn't now. happened yet? Yeah. <laughs> and some of these problems, I think it was very great that you pointed out, some of these comp problems are so complex, it's not going to happen within yes. a year, these changes. I mean, you were talking about long-term changes mm -hmm. that need to take place. But with certain things like climate change, there's a deadline, and that deadline's coming up fast. Mm -hmm. um, looking forward, what are you, you're, you're what, about half or a quarter of the way into the race now? 
right? Yeah, I mean, I announced uh, last September. Yeah, um, so, so halfway through. Ha halfway through, wow. wow. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it just hit me right now, like, wait a second, wait. This is what? audio, but you should have seen the look on your face at it all, like, just oh, I'm only halfway it. done. <laughs> yeah. um, you're halfway through. Uh, what do you, how are you going to take it home? As, as a candidate, because I don't believe, you don't take uh, like PAC money and things like that, no. do you? Yeah, you don't. Um, no. What, where do you get most of your financing for your race? Because yeah. you're kind of an outside candidate. Yep, you know, the absolutely. The DFL definitely wasn't quite uh, on they, board. They weren't yeah. ready for me, let's yeah. be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I came from the left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I think, again, it goes, it comes down to the people. If you inspire people, things move. Um, and, and our campaign is rooted in community uh, with the emphasis of grassroots mobilizing. We don't, you know, we don't accept money from PACs because we want to show the community that we are about them and we're about their voice and, 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 and really fighting, showing that we will be the, uh, the, 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 the team that will fight for them. Um, and so a lot of our money is coming from, you know, just an average community member. And, and, and really people believing in, and being sold into this vision of we can actually do better. You know, the, the, there is hope for change. And, and yes, I'm a first-time candidate. And, and, and yes, I'm not an expert on a whole lot of those things. And, and I'm not naive to the um, political arena that I'm getting into. Um, but people are seeing my authentic self and they are appreciating that. And, and, and in that, in their appreciation, um, they are showing it by donating money. We, we are, we are um, so far we fundraised uh, $47,000, mm. you know, and as a first-time candidate, that is a heck of a, an achievement, to be honest. Um, and, then, and then, you know, getting people to volunteer. It's a true testament to the spirit of this campaign, um, and, and people are moved uh, because you can't force somebody to volunteer for something that they are not passionate about, period. All right, so halfway done. Uh, yes. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, when you walk away from all this, what what do you? Where do you see yourself? Um, you know, I always tell anybody who asks me, "What if you lose?" Um, I don't see it that way. I I don't see me losing as something negative. Uh, this whole process has been just an amazing journey so far, ups and downs. Um, and so I see it as a win-win for me. Uh, whether or not, and we are running to win. Don't get me wrong now. Uh, when I set my mind to something, I get it done. <laughs> That's what a lot of you know, people can tell you about me. When I invest my, my soul into something, um, I make it happen. But, but uh, uh, if, it's, if, if that's not in the cards and, and if the people have spoken, if the voters have spoken, uh, and I'm not the candidate of choice, um, I will leave this whole, I will end this journey with gratitude and I will leave this process just being really thankful for the opportunity to be a part of this. Um, and, and, and I always tell my team, regardless of what happens, I, I, I want to lay my head down on November 9th or 8th or whatever day that, <laughs> 8th, yeah. right? And, and know that we did the best that we could with what we had. And, and we 
put out the best possible campaign that we will run. Uh, I, I want to be proud to say that we ran a clean campaign, uh, a campaign filled with integrity, accountability, um, and, and, and inclusiveness and equity across the board. If we can accomplish that, regardless of what happens on you know, November 8th, we together will finish this race and say we ran the best race that we could. I think that for a candidate, if you stick to those guns, which you better. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know you will, but <laughs> if you stick to those guns, I have it on tape now. Um, <laughs> if you stick to those guns, that's a powerful wave to go into office then with. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and, that, and you. that will give you a good leg up uh, when you, you know, if when you get sworn in and, yeah. and become a contributing factor to the state legislature here. Thank you. Know, you. And that and, and that's, would be historic, correct? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize the historical significance of this race until it was actually Representative Raina Moran who pulled me aside and, and uh, she was like, Hulda, do you know the historical aspect of, of, of what you're trying to do here? And she's the one who told me, if you win, you will be the first black woman Black woman in 164 years, you know, at first I was just like, that's awesome. And then a second later, I was like, wait a second, this is not right. Let me just look. <laughs> I literally had to look, <laughs> go do my research. And that that moment of like excitement turned into moment of just seriously, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go in terms of representation in the Minnesota legislature. Uh, not only that, just across the country, period. We can't have you know, a, a very diverse state, let's be honest, and not have leaders who represent that diversity. There's something wrong there. Um, and so, yes, as, a, as exciting as that is, the reality is unfortunately sad that it, it is taking us 164 years and hoping that this year will be the year where not only will we have one African-American or African or a black woman at the Senate, but we have a chance to have, I think, five or six. That is incredible. That is incredible. It, it, it speaks to that, that even though this country is going through, you know, um, through a trans I feel like it's a transition right now um, you know over the years I mean over over the the years and, and decades of this country and, and, and the, our democracy you could see when we shifted when this country shifted um, and I think we are in that stage once again where this country is is trying to redefine itself again um, and, and and I want to look back and, and and say we were a part of that moment you know and and uh, hopefully we can continue building that, whether that is, you know, the Latino community, getting more Latino community in, in office, more Asian community in office. Um, um, all of these different aspects, LGBTQ community, that, that, that's happening right now as well, where we are having a lot of candidates. I think it's nine candidates right now. Uh, from the LGBTQ community, and 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 sometimes, and this is I'm talking for myself too. Like I get so caught up in in me, myself, and I that I forget that when we talk about diversity, it's so vast and it's so beautiful, and 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 acknowledging that and accepting that, and and providing platforms for all of that diversity to be acknowledged and valued and 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 and, and welcomed. 
um, is is uh, I think I think as a people, as a country, as a democracy, we are ready for that kind of change. I want to thank you for joining me. You are truly a 21st century candidate for a 21st century future, and I and I hope to see those changes because I think we as a community need to see that we're we're a garden and we have to have every plant and every flower absolutely in this garden <laughs> <laughs> a terrible metaphor but no i love it <laughs> it's like a garden <laughs> yes but, yeah you know but no thank you so much for uh absolutely. joining us uh joining us here and and uh, i hope uh and for all the everybody listening definitely check out your campaign and where can they check you out like give me the give me the rundown and absolutely so up, you, you yes thank you so much for the opportunity first of all it has been a pleasure to to have this conversation with you. Um, I am appreciative of your, you know, your contribution and your family's contribution to this process um, and getting you know, voices like mine out there, right? Uh, because we don't have a whole lot of platforms that really cater to somebody like me and, and what I'm trying to bring to the table. So thank you for that. So for all of your listeners, amazing listeners, please subscribe. <laughs> um, but you can reach me at all of my social media platforms, Hulda for Senate, um, and, uh, and, and check us out. Um, if you are interested and in, in see what you like, uh, we, we are looking for volunteers all the time, obviously. Uh, you can come in door knock, volu uh, you know, volunteer with phone banking, text banking, administrative work. There, there's a lot to do as this campaign continues to build momentum. Uh, you, I, I can promise, because a lot of times people are like, well, I don't, I'm not, uh, politics is not my thing. But believe me, you can find your niche within politics. It's so broad. So, so yes, please find us on social media and uh, please donate. We still need money. Yes. <laughs> Campaigns are not cheap. <laughs> $5, $10 will go a long way. Definitely, definitely. Yes. Well, thank you again for joining us. It's a truly a pleasure and honor. And we'll check back in as this wild race continues in the Absolutely. fall. Absolutely. Thank right. you so much.